This is Steeler Country, episode 155, our season preview podcast for the 2015 season, recorded September 8th, 2015. Just a note, the sound quality in this episode is a little messy. Uh, at times, Joe's Skype gave him a bit of a robot voice. Um, I use the wrong microphone, so I sound a little distant, and I, I dropped a lamp at one point. Um, all those issues will be corrected next week, so uh, just to note that the sound quality in this episode is going to be a little subpar. Remember to check out, we have a new website on SteelerCountry.net. It's got a complete revamp now. Um, you can listen to the podcast in browser, or you can subscribe on our iTunes or Stitcher. Links you'll be fine there. Let's get on with the show. All right, this is Steeler Country. I'm your host, Tony, alongside my two co-hosts, Mike and Joe. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Doing good. Ready for another season. Joe, how about you? Yeah, let's get on with it. Oh, wow. Wow, Joe with the attitude tonight. Uh, all right, we're gonna, tonight is our season preview podcast. By the end of tonight, we will let you know whether or not the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be worth watching this year. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Make the playoffs? Not make the playoffs? We'll let you know by the end of tonight. Uh, guys, last year when we did this, we started with three words to describe the team. Um, and last year we used words like potential and crescendo, speed. Um, all, basically, last year's preview had a lot to do with the defense growing throughout the year. Um, and I don't want to do the same thing this year. I think we all have a different outlook than we did last year uh, about the team. But I do want to kind of summarize it again. So let's start our season preview podcast by just saying a sentence that you think describes where this team is right now. And, and I'll start, and I'll just say that I think for the Steelers in 2015, um, the, the sentence that, that describes where we are, the mindset of every Steeler fan is, don't stop school. Uh, I think we saw that last year, uh, and I think hopefully they've learned their lesson. And with the defense that we're going to field this year, and you know, talk about it, but uh, it looks like you're, we're going to have to score points and points and points in order to win football. Mike, what do you think? What do I think? I think I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, I'm on to something, though, here. All right. So go to Joe, and then uh, and I'll be ready. Yeah. yeah. Joe, you seemed a little agitated as we started the podcast, and I know from watching some of the preseason games with you um, that your outlook on the team for 2015 isn't, uh, isn't all rosy. No, it isn't. I think I was the one who said crescendo last year, and I think it was a crescendo last year. Um, but last year's in the bag, and it's over now. Um, and I think we were hopeful about the defense and, you know, preseason. I always tell – I'm the biggest guy to say preseason. I never even used to watch preseason before we did the podcast. Uh, but I watch it now because I want to see the new guys and I want to gauge the team. And, and a few years ago I said, hey, the, the offense looks dysfunctional. And that was the year I think that uh, we started off the season with the uh, with the uh, stepping in the end zone, and we got a we got a safety to mm-hmm. start the start the year, I think, and then yep. and then we didn't make a first down for about five weeks. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, I was supposed to just say one sentence, so I, I just give you that little background to get you know because you know like when they introduce like a, a speaker who's going to speak to a large crowd, they usually give the credentials. So I'm kind of giving you some credentials here about where I'm coming from. So I watched the preseason this year. I'm I, I'm down on the deep, down on the deep, uh, and 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 I'm up on the offense. I think the offense is gonna is gonna be phenomenal again. And so so I'm a little annoyed by that. So my sentence would be this: This is not this is not your father's Pittsburgh, and I'm your father. 
Okay, that, I mean, you, you know, all, all, <laughs> metaphorically to all you people listening, I'm watching this team. I, I saw the immaculate reception live. I wasn't even really a Steelers fan at that point, uh, but I did see it happen live on television, not in the stadium. Uh, and and, uh, and I'm telling you that it's annoying as hell. I don't want to be the 1984 Miami Dolphins. And I think in a sentence, that's what we are. And I think we're going to hear for, for, I'm afraid, I'm afraid we're going to hear for the coming years that we're going to, we're going to have a defense. We're, you know, we're going to have a running, that was the Dolphins thing throughout the whole last, the whole Marino era. We're going to have a running game. We're going to have a defense. Um, We don't have a defense anymore. Uh, We don't. And judging by the preseason, it looks really bad. Um, and, And I'll just say that Todd Haley looked really bad. The offense looked really bad when Todd Haley first took over. So I'm going to say, and my sentence is going to be, my sentence is going to be, it's not your father's Pittsburgh Steelers. The defense is going to be frustrating. The offense is going to be fun. And just, just be patient. And, I, and it's going to be hard for me to take my own advice. Okay, that's it. That's, so there's my sentence. You know, it took I, me a while to get to it. But you hit me on the spot like that, Tony. I need a little time to think. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's funny. We started the podcast, and, and, and Mike was the first to ask, are, do we allow run-on sentences? We all agreed no. But Joe, I think I mean that was that might have been a paragraph. That wasn't a no. I I had to I had to I had to set up the sentence. Right. And I did ask if I could have your permission to give my sentence from atop my soapbox. I picked out the biggest soapbox I had. Well, yes, that was uh, that was that was a lot. That was more than that was more than the sentence that was allotted. But I'll allow it. So to summarize, you Joe, uh, defense bad, offense good. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, defense frustrating, offense amazing. Uh, not your not your old fashioned Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and be a little patient with the defense. All right, that's it. That's a okay. sentence. Yeah, Perfect. you know, it's Fine. not a grim. It won't it won't get you past the GMAT into graduate school. That sentence, but <laughs> you know, Mike, what are you thinking? Okay, so uh, I like that, Joe. Um, not your old, not your father's Pittsburgh Steelers. That's pretty good because the offense is going to play a lot differently than we've seen him play in the 70s. Although they did have some big offensive or uh, big pass plays in the 70s with Swan and Stallworth and Bradshaw. I mean, those are some high-flying plays as well. So, and, uh, but however, you're right, the, uh, the defense was a lot different. So what am I thinking here? Um, you know, I, I, uh, I may have said this before. This is not going to be my sentence, but it is the... Uh, They've kind of fixed the field at Heinz Stadium, right? Uh, yeah. It's not it's Ish. not dirt anymore. It's not Ish. dirt anymore. But then again, when they start playing high school and college games on it, who knows? So we might be watching the greatest show on dirt. As I used to started that. Maybe I said that last <laughs> yeah, year. I like, I like, that. like the greatest show on turf. Because I think the I think the offense is going to be a lot like, or could be a lot like, you know, Kurt Warner and the boys back in the day with Marshall Falk, and we've already compared uh, Le'Veon Bell to Marshall Falk, so. We could see a little bit of that, but this is this sentence is really uh, geared towards the defense, and it is stop giving up big plays and ride the offense's coattails I mean, into the Super Bowl. I just ooh, added that at the end. Wow, that 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 addition at the end there—that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. I, just I, I mean, well, okay, let, let, let's ask this, right? Uh, and I would like to substitute something for coattails, like shoulder pads or something like that, mm-hmm. but I couldn't come up with something good. So, if you got something, feel free to uh, edit my sentence. The here's Cleats. the question. 
<laughs> ride the offense's cleats into the Super Bowl. We'll okay, keep working on it. <laughs> okay, so here's right, the question, right? At the end of last year, you know, we kind of... We, we How about the offense's at... terrible towels? Yeah, I, mean, I actually thought of that. I like that. We'll so we, did, we did our look ahead last year, and we talked about, um, you know, what, what our expectations were for 2015. And, 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 you know, I think we all agreed that 2015 should be a better year than 2014. Um, and that this team could potentially buy for the AFC title. Um, Wait, when did we say this? What's that? When did we say that? We said that at the end of last year. At the end of last year, yeah. That was before we saw the defense right. this preseason. That's what I want to ask you. Has yeah. the performance of the defense, and specifically uh, the secondary, um, has that at all diminished your expectations going into this year? Yeah. It has, but it shouldn't have. Absolutely it has. And it, but Come it on, has, right? there's no action from the, all the high picks in the last year. Jarvis Jones, invisible. Shazier, invisible. Spence, but, uh, you know, these guys are a bust, man. I mean, uh, you know, and they're Joe, what are you? Bust, but their performance up to now, including the preseason, absolute bust. But wait a second, Joe. You're someone who said in the past, you said it's in this podcast. You don't you used to not even watch the preseason. You put no merit into the preseason. So why are we giving up on the defense based on four or five preseason games where they played like a quarter and a half or half a quarter at times? Because they haven't done anything even before the preseason. Now, I know, but we were high on them at the end of last season because of all the potential and the stars in our eyes that we had. These guys are going to get better. Right. So why are we throwing that out the window now just because of some preseason games where I don't remember, really not even, the, not even the 11 starters played together? Were they getting better last year at the end? Maybe, but we, even if they weren't, we hoped that they were going to get better. I mean, the new guys don't make plays. It was, you know, James Harrison sparked the defense last year. Uh, Kiesel made plays last year. You know what? What is it? What is it that we're hoping is going to happen? Like, what are we looking at? Going okay when we get more of that from that guy, that that's going to he's going to be a monster. Well, listen, where, listen to our podcast at the from? at the end of last season. We said okay, you know, one more season, one more off season. If Jarvis Jones and and Shazier and Shamarco, Spence, those are the big three. Shamarco, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think to me, so I agree with you guys. I mean, like, I agree that the. Where I, what I felt about this team at the end of 2014 is not where I am right now. It is that is not where I don't think this team can make a deep playoff run with this defense, right? And what's you're basing that on the preseason also? And, and I'm basing that off of yeah. Well, I'm basing that not just off the the. It would be one thing if it were if we were going into week one and it was like all right, we've looked bad on preseason, but whatever, right? We'll just we'll ride this thing out. We'll see what happens in the regular season because preseason, preseason doesn't matter. But but I'm looking at guys who you know we two guys in this podcast who have. You know, really not done anything substantial on the field, but they're you know the they're the uh, the darlings of this podcast. Shamarco Thomas and Cortez Allen benched, benched going into Week One. You know, these are two presumed starters on the team that we. Well, they're not going into. darlings of this podcast. We're just like desperate for somebody. So somebody, you know, they're like two guys that have potential. Yeah. But there's you know all we're banking on right now is potential, and no, there's no substance anywhere. I think that's a good point in that where I keep saying you can't put anything into the preseason, but you could put everything into the coaching staff. And if they don't think those two guys are good enough to start, then that is a step backwards. Yeah, where and then, yeah, then going, have, coming off of last season, we were hoping that guys like that were going to be stepping up and taking their game to the next level. Right. And that's, that's, my, that's my concern. Is it's not so much – like I'm not worried about really the front seven too much. 
Um, I don't think we're going to have a great pass rush. Uh, you know, I, I, and I, but I think we knew that going into this year, right? I don't think Jarvis Jones is going to lead the league in sacks or come even close. But hopefully he can, he can provide something and he can stay healthy. Um, I think James Harrison's going to be a spark on third down when he needs to. Um, but my issue is, you know, the secondary was bad last year, and it, it, it can't be addition by subtraction on this defense because the guys who we, who we wanted to be the, the sparks, DeMarco Thomas and Cortez Allen, are, too, are so disappointing to this coaching staff that they, are, that they cannot start. And Antoine Blake and Will Allen have to play now. And I'm not saying that Will Allen and Antoine Blake are the reasons this defense are going to be bad, right? Um, but we don't have – I don't know how this defense gets better with a veteran like Will Allen in there. Um, we, you know, Will Allen is a known quantity. He's going to be okay. He's always just okay. But we need someone to be better than okay, right? If we have 11 okay guys, then, you know – we're, we're just going to be an okay defense. And, you know, we're not at this point. We don't have 11 okay guys. Um, so, you know, we need, a, we need playmakers out there. And we don't, I, don't, I don't know who they are. And the problem is every guy who we go, well, that's the one, is, turns out to be a bust, right? Shamarco Thomas and Cortez Allen, I think at this point, now that they're not starting, even going into week one, you know, you can't write anything into them being good this year, right? So now we're left with Jarvis Jones and Ryan Shazier. Okay, so I mean, this is let's just put this in perspective, okay? Because this is a Steelers podcast, okay? And and we are we are all over the defense, right? We have we might have the first or second best or third best offense in the league, and there's hardly anybody that would even argue that. And barring any horrible injuries, that's exactly where it's going to end up. And yet we're we've spent the first five or ten minutes of this podcast just ragging all over the defense, and that's because you know, look, if this was the Rams podcast or this was the Miami Dolphins podcast, or this was the Dallas Cowboys, or the New England Patriots, or the San Francisco 49ers, they wouldn't spend two seconds on their defense. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bother naming a name on the defense. Okay? But this is a Steelers podcast. And not having a defense, having the, being in the bottom third of the league on defense, and that's probably being a little bit generous. Yeah, we uh, might be, and, we might be the way till. Wait till Thursday night at about midnight, okay, and then see if you think I'm overstating all of this. I think I might be understating it, but this is blasphemy. That's what this is. How in the hell did the, did the front office, did the drafting, did the, did the coaching staff, whoever's picking these people and strategizing what the defense is going to evolve into from three or four years ago to now, how did we get here? Uh, this, this, is, this is, you know... Depending on how this thing unfolds, we might be looking at one of the worst Steeler defenses since the seven, since before the 1970s. Okay, okay. It's time to pump the brakes a little bit, boys. Okay, we haven't even played a game yet, man. We got the worst defense in the league. We're ranked 32nd. You guys Our defense stuff, right? couldn't play against you, the fill-in guys what? in the preseason, okay? In the preseason, the yeah, okay. So listen, we're going to just and our defense couldn't stop, stop the conversation good, good right there. <laughs> You got to stop it right there. We got to number one. We're gonna we're gonna give these players, these young players, a chance to get on the field and still prove something. Like Shazier, we're gonna give him a chance to come into his own. And this this is third year, right, or second year? This is second year. Second year. Oh, we've already written him off. That's right. Okay. No, no, Shazier. Shazier is the one that we're still hoping right. about. Right, but yeah. just I'm not worried about Shazier. Here's one thing. Remember Cam Hayward? He didn't he didn't light it up in in his first or even his second year. Right. I mean, he came into his own. I think it was last year. His 
third year? Maybe his third year. And yeah, last third year, year was yeah, fourth, third year was, was fifth. Yeah, he was better. Yeah. So anyway, give, give those guys a chance. And I think that I think one reason that um, Shamarco and Cortez Allen are not starting is because they're playing Brady and they're playing playing the Mad Brady at this point. Right. And I think that they're going to get their chance in week two, three, or four, and maybe stay on the field if they do pretty well because they want them to be on the field. And the other thing is on the defense, I totally agree that you know we've been looking for someone to step up and be the next James Harrison or Lamar Woodley or someone you know with a lot of sacks. But playing the Tampa two, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe if it's just a good solid defense with even a bunch of no names that just do their job. Don't give up big plays. Force the offense to make plays. Most offenses can't because they don't. They don't all have Brady and Peyton, and they make mistakes. And then you get off the field, and our offense comes in and lights it up. So I think that my point here is just give the coaching staff and these young players a little more leash. Don't write them off before week one. I, I yeah no I look, well I, I did say the word patience in my sentence, and that lasted till. Uh, just about, I got this sentence out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm already out of patience. Well, I think, Mike, I'm not saying that the defense is going to be bad all year, right? And I'm, I'm still not, I'm not saying that this defense can't grow into itself. But we had a bad defense last year, right, um, for the majority of the year. I mean, there were bright spots, and I think that the reasons that we thought this year could get better is because of how, because of those bright spots at the end of last year, right? We had multiple turnover games. The, the last four games of, of last season were all successes because the defense was able to get big turnovers against Cincinnati, against um, against Tennessee, and against uh, Atlanta, right? We, we were getting pressure on the quarterback when that was happening. Right, right. And, and, you know, and we didn't lose any of those players, right? We didn't lose William Gay. We didn't lose James Harrison. We didn't lose Arthur Motes. We didn't lose Cam Hayward, right? We didn't lose any of the defensive line. And I think we thought that addition by subtraction was going to work but the problem is you, we've now taken this weird step backwards on defense where, okay, you know, Bryce McCain goes, but don't worry because we have Cortez Allen and we're going to be fine. And, you know, Cortez should, should be fine next year. Like, he just needs to get his head straight. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, Cortez didn't get his head straight and he's still bad again. And, in fact, he's so bad that they won't even let him start. And we're going to let Antoine Blake, a guy who was, like, borderline even to make the roster last year, and now he's our starting corner. Um, and then the same thing with, with at straight safety – where it's like, okay, we lose Palomalo, but, you know, Palomalo wasn't Palomalo at the end, and we need to let Shamarco see the field anyway, and, you know, this is the, you know, we just, this is the way it's got to be. And it's like, nope, Shamarco can't even see the field, so I'm going to be Will Allen now. And it's just, you know, look, this defense can still be good, and it can, it can still be, it's going to be fine. But I think against the Patriots, like, it's going to look really, really, really bad. And it's probably not going to get better very close, right? I, I think it's going to take a while for this defense to figure itself out, to figure out who it is what it wants to be. Does it want to be a pass rushing team? Does it want to be a Tampa 2 team? You know, uh, who's going to start in what positions? Um, and we've got a lot to look forward to down the line. I mean, look, Bud Dupree is not going to play a big role in this defense this year, right? But he might down the line. And, and we have, like, Senquez Golston, who we took, who's hurt for the year now, and he might be a guy for down the line. Um, but I just think in the immediate, right, if we're talking about right now, what am I looking at with this defense? It's not good. Right, it's not good, and they can't. They keep getting beat. This Tampa two thing isn't working because we continue to get beat deep in the preseason and get beat for big plays in the preseason, um, and and then the running, you know, stopping the run is just you know it's non-existent in the preseason. And I, and I will preface that all by saying that this is just the preseason, and you can't know because we haven't seen all the the entire defense hasn't the starting eleven has never played together in a game this year 
at all. No preseason game did the starting 11 play. So maybe, just maybe, all of it comes together, and all of a sudden it's really good. I doubt it. I doubt it. But maybe. It's going to be hard to tell because they play Brady first. Right. So they, Mad Brady. You know, they, they, they might be much improved from what we've seen in the preseason, meaning they didn't show very much, and now they have the right players on the field. But they still might get cut up by Brady. Yeah. But I would still say if that happens after that, don't give up on them because then they, you know, the 49ers, Rams, Ravens, Chargers, Cardinals, you know, those are the teams that are next. And you know, there's no really great quarterbacks in that group. So yeah. they, can, yeah. they can come into their own. I'll tell you what I think is going to be more disappointing than the defense, though, this year. I think that's going to be the offense at the beginning. And I know, I know you guys are probably surprised at me saying that, but I really do. I really think that, I think that offensively, you know, we ex- we're going to be expecting 30 points a game every game. We're going to be expecting go, 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 never struggle, like start quick, go quick. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I really think this offense is going to struggle early. It's going to struggle to find itself. Um, you know, same way we did last year where the offense was like, oh, it's so great. But then, oh, wait, hold on. We actually sometimes we just can't score at all. You know, you look back to games like Baltimore, Jacksonville, the second Cleveland game. Right. There were times when this offense just was just couldn't move the ball at all. And I think if you when you take away Le'Veon Bell and you take away Martavis Bryant from this offense and then you and then you take away um, Marquise Pouncey, you know, this offense, this offense last year went because of three players, right? The whole year we said trifecta, trifecta, trifecta. And the reason that everyone thinks the offense is going to be so much better this year is because of Martavis Bryant. Well, the first four games, we don't have Martavis Bryant. So take him off the list. And the guy and our, our great running back who accounted for 60% of our offense at the end, he's off the list for two weeks too. So now you mean to tell me that this offense, who's supposed to be so great, 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 is going to have two of its best four players off and they're still going to be great? No, I don't think so. I think offensively, it's going to be it's going to be a struggle, uh, just like it is on defense. Well, not not, not just defensively is different. That's going to be we could be awful, but offensively, we're not going to be great to start. In my no, opinion. I agree with that. I mean, that's just simple observation, really. You know, I mean, I I don't think that I'm not even surprised to hear that. That's exactly what I expect. I mean, I, you know, the offense didn't hit top gear till Bryant started playing. That was in the fifth game of the season last year. First four games of the season was kind of a joke, you know. I mean, it was like, well, not a joke, but it was very frustrating. You know, it was very inconsistent. Um, and then, you know, you pull Bell out. I don't even know what kind of offense we're going to have without Bell. Not much. So yeah, I mean, it's not not much to. There's not much that's going to go on there. The only the only thing that might be better this year without Bell than last year without Bell is I think this guy that they picked up from Carolina might be better than Blunt was. Angelo Williams, yeah. You know, that, that wouldn't surprise me. And that was actually something I was worried about. If Garoppolo was going to play, I thought that our offense may struggle just because you know, maybe they'd be a little complacent yeah, and thinking they don't have to score that much because Garoppolo is playing. And then, and then we'd struggle and lose like a 14 to 13 game or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But now there's definitely some urgency. They know that there's urgency to put up the points, but you're right. I mean, um, they're good at a lot, but, Sometimes, sometimes you know, they do the three and outs, and if they have a couple of three and outs in a row, man, we're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Is the Thursday night jinx um, going to work in our favor? Well, the since Thursday night like, jinx doesn't... Since there's like, if you put it on paper, there's no way the Steelers should win this game, right? Right. It's just like, it's just, uh, if it's like a, a... Everything is against us. A physics, you know, uh, laws of the universe, 
type of type of thing that just says you there's no way that that this could be the outcome and that's right. usually what happens on Thursday nights. What what are all the stats against us as far as uh you know Super Bowl home okay, openers? So like, there's only been one team that defended their Super Bowl and lost and that was the Giants twice. And that's out of like 10 years? And that's out of like 10 years. Yeah. Uh you know, we're facing we're facing an angry Tom Brady. Okay. And he's never lost a home opener, I believe. Or, oh, is that or right? like never 7 or 10 games something like that. Well, we don't win in New England. We never win in New England. Never. When's the last time we won in New England? Can you remember? Free Brady. I cannot. No, I mean, it was before you could videotape practices. No, you know what it was? <laughs> we did beat them, and we beat them in 2008. And it was in it was in New England, but you know what? Brady didn't play. Yeah. And that was in New England that game. Yeah, 33 to 10, we beat them, and we uh, that was Castle started that game. Yep. Yeah. So that well, then, so that's the one side of the ball. Then the other side of the ball. We don't have our we don't have our you know top running back and top you know top of the league running back. Uh, we don't have we don't have our speedster deep threat that you know screws right. up the defenses and and makes you choose between him and, and Antonio Brown. We don't have that. We lost our All Pro center. Um, I mean, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of other things on our side of the ball. Plus, our defense is all right. You know, we lost our we lost our Hall of Fame legendary uh, defensive coordinator of, you know, of how many, 15 years, 20 years, however many years it's been that we've had him. uh, And, you know, all the, all the all pro uh, players, the defense is in a stiff. There's just every, every little different way you can look at the game. It stacks up against the Steelers. Hey, one one thing I heard speaking of LeBeau and uh, Butler is that, and I think I heard this on Steeler.com that they're going to kind of dumb down the defense a little bit and only have maybe 20 defensive possible plays or calls mm-hmm. where in the past they've had like over 70 for a game. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll work it in their could. favor. It could be. Uh, here's, here's where I am with this team. If we're talking about Patriots preview, right? And this is why I don't think the Steelers have any chance to win this game at all. Uh, and I know that's you know, it's like a downer way, but whatever. I, mean, I don't, I don't think we have a chance. And here's why. At the last game that, that we saw this team play, last real game was against a, a team that always has our number for whatever reason, right? Uh, that we were we were playing them at home, okay, uh, and we didn't in that game we didn't have Le'Veon Bell, right? Now we're gonna face another team who, for whatever reason, always has our number. We're gonna play that team on the road after they and while they're gonna be celebrating the Super Bowl, and their quarterback is super pissed off, and we don't have Martavis Bryant, right? Uh, we're gonna get blown out. We're gonna get blown out on Thursday. And we'll talk about you know whether or not that means anything long term. But I just think if we're talking about this game, I don't know how we even keep it close. Let me tell you why we we may not get blown out. So you just ask the question: How do we keep it close? Right. How about this? Um, you know, who's to say Brady's just going to come in and light it up? I mean, it is the first game. He did play a little bit in the preseason, but not a lot. Gronk hasn't played at all. He's their their number one weapon, mm-hmm. right? Who else is Brady going to throw to? And I know that he could throw to anybody. All these nobodies, and they're wide open. They catch and yeah. they burn the Steelers all the time. But there are games, and you guys can remember where Brady gets you know befuddled, mm-hmm. and he starts you know there's a pass rush in his face, and mm-hmm. he starts getting. Mad well, that's and, what I was going to say. It's usually because there's a pass rush and he doesn't get a chance yeah. to, right. to, you know, to settle in. I, so I maybe we can rush with just four guys or five guys and get a little pressure without having a blitz. I don't know. Maybe so. That's one aspect that I don't know. Maybe that works in our favor. Right. Where it just it, they're just not clicking for whatever reason either because it's game one. Then the other thing about Martavis Bryant being out, I think that Wheaton may just 
and maybe not go deep like that um, as easy as Bryant does, but he may be sneaky good in this game, like the forgotten guy and the guy who wants to step up. And Ben's getting a, be- a better rapport with him, I think. So, Yeah, I just I worry know. about I who the other guy, guy is. Okay, so I agree with you. I think, what do you mean the other guy? The other guy's Antonio Brown. I think that, no, no, I, I mean, Antonio, I think that Antonio Brown and, and, and Wheaton can, you know, you Wheaton can have a sneaky good game, right? And Wheaton had those sneaky good games last year, but the real guy was when Bryant came in and we had three. Right, it yeah. was a it was a pick your poison time, and then it was like, okay, well, you can't stop us now because now we have three really good receivers, and we have Heath Miller, and we have Le'Veon Bell, and you can't cover all that, right? It's going to be Hayward Bay, right? But can he can he fill those shoes? That's the question. Exactly. And it's, well, is there any chance that Coates gets on the field? Probably not as a rookie. He's a rookie. Probably won't even dress. You know, when when asked about Coates, uh, 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 Ben said basically that Hayward Bay is is the guy. Okay. All right. You know, Bryant didn't Bryant didn't really become a factor last year until like week six. So you can't. I mean, it'd be tough to expect Coates to come in and rookie game. Yeah. Have a big so so I also heard that uh, defensively, you guys are going to like this, and maybe you've heard it already, but they're going to try to you know hit Gronk at the line of scrimmage, and they're really going to pay attention to Gronk, mm-hmm. and they have to. Um, I'd like to see him put like three guys on him if they have to, and just beat us with someone else. Uh, but supposedly, you know, maybe Lawrence Timmons or James Harrison's going to like line up on top of him just to hit him off the line of scrimmage to start with. Yeah, and probably Cortez is going to cover him a lot too because Cortez is the the Gronk whisperer. Um, but well, tell me about that. I was thinking that Cortez is at least one of our bigger defensive backs. Yeah, so Cortez maybe able to hang with him. So why do you we've tell me the backstory? We played them, I think, twice since we had Cortez. Um, we we won the game twenty five to seventeen. Remember that game? Uh, this was the one where we beat them. We beat them good. I mean, we we uh, this is the one where um, we just scored like to start the game, um, and we just kept hitting Heath over the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is in I, Pittsburgh though. What? Yeah, it was in Pittsburgh. It was in Pittsburgh. It was, in Pittsburgh. It was middle of the season. We were yeah, we were six and two at the time. Um, uh, uh, Keenan Lewis was still on the team, but Keenan Lewis didn't cover Gronk. It was it was uh, it was Cortez that covered Gronk, and and he did a really good job. Gronk had. Gronk ended up seven for ninety-four, no touchdowns. Um, but I think all those yards were like garbage yards uh, at the end when the game was already over because the Patriots scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, so yeah, and then we played them again. And Mike, you and I got to watch the tape of that game, uh, the two thousand and thirteen game, in which we lost. This is the last time we played the Patriots. We lost fifty-five to thirty-one. The interesting thing about that game is that that game was really, really, really close. For a long time, way longer than you'd think for a fifty-five to thirty-one shellacking that it looks like. But in that game, Gronk Gronk actually did go off, and he had nine catches for one hundred forty-three yards and a touchdown. Did, Cor- did Cortez play in that game? Uh, Cortez, I don't remember. Yeah, he did. He played. And was he trying to cover Gronk? I, I don't know. I'd have to watch the tape again. So, so anyway, I, that I think that was interesting because, like us, I think many people remember that game. That's the last time we played the Patriots. And we feel like we got waxed because they scored 50 points. Well, we did get waxed. And it seemed like a blowout the whole time. But when we rewatched it the other day, it was interesting in that it was close in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was still a game early in the fourth quarter. Right. It was like really, like really, really, like like we could have won the game. They scored 28 in the fourth quarter uh, of that game. I I don't know that that's going to happen again, but I'm just saying, you know, that was the 0-4 year. We started 0-4 that year and we came back. So like my... There's a, there's a couple things I want to say about the defense real quick, right? There's a couple things that you could say maybe the defense isn't going to be as bad, and there's two things I want to say. One, like I already said, they haven't all played together, right? So that is a thing, gelling together, meshing together, right? 
it's it's different when you have a bunch of different guys coming in and out of the defense. You know, all the defense is all about knowing what the other, you know, trusting the man around you. If the defense figures it out and they're all work together fine, but I don't think it's going to happen in game one, right? The other thing is, and Keith Butler said this today, you know, about the panicking about the bad defense. And he said, look, preseason is about figuring out what your guys can and can't do, right? You call things, just see if it, if it works. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, then you just don't run it again, right? So preseason was a lot about learning about what we can and can't do. Well, hopefully, from the preseason, they learned a lot about what they can't do. And hopefully they know I hope he they took can. a lot of notes, man. Yeah, yeah. take some notes because here's a lot of things we can't do. Um, you need a lot of paper for that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think those are two things you can say, okay, well, maybe the defense figures it out because, A, the play calling on the defense is going to be more attuned to what we're going to be good at defensively. And, two, hopefully with the 11 starters out there, it's not this, like, free form just – giving up five yards a run, and giving up 20 yards a pass. Yeah, that's got to stop. Now, uh, the the defensive linemen are going to be um, Hayward, Tewitt, and who's going to be our third defensive lineman? McClendon. McClendon. I mean, Good defensive line. Yeah, th- those three guys, I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially if Tewitt steps up, you yeah. know, to the level that the next level. Yeah, and here's another thing. Did Timmons play a playoff game? I don't think he did. He may, I don't know. We'll look this up real quick. If he did, it was one game, very little. Yeah, I think, I don't think he did. But anyway, uh, you know, he's like our best player on defense. So if he didn't play in the preseason, then I think that that, that, that kind of mattered. Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't play. So that's interesting. Um, going back to the offense for a second, though. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, he did. He played against Minnesota one play. or one. Yeah, he played that one game. Going back to the offense for a second, though, and the running game. Right or not running game, but the the play calling in this game. What so we came into that Baltimore game, and I think we all thought that the the play calling in that game should be should lean heavy on the pass, um, and not run as much. And the Steelers tried to work in both and tried to stay balanced um, without Le'Veon this year, and especially in this game. Um, and knowing how bad the defense is, do we need to lean more on Ben and the passing game to score, or can we play a more balanced attack? Without Bell, I think they're going to try to run it. Yeah. I mean, we thought that it was kind of crazy for them to continually try to run it when the Ravens were stopping them in that playoff game. I mean, I thought it was good to start with, but when it wasn't working, it was time to give up on it. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in this game, if you can get the run going against the Patriot defense, which I'm not sure how they are against the run, but I don't think they're as as good as the Ravens were in the playoffs last year. Um, I don't know. Maybe they are. They did win the Super Bowl. But if you can establish a little bit of a run, you can keep Brady off the field, right? Yeah. Have longer drives? Let your defense rest more? That is the traditional Steeler model. Run the ball and play defense. And I mean, I think D'Angelo is good. They have, uh, you know, this guy Nix is a fullback. I think he might get some playing time too. Yeah. yeah. That could be interesting. The Knicks will probably play uh, a little bit in this game. I mean, you know, he made the roster surprisingly – um, and they moved Will Johnson uh, to be more of a, an H-back type. He's going to be um, – it'll be interesting to see what we do with him. I think, I think really – I think the real story here is that uh, Dre Archer is probably getting cut. Um, when, it, you know, when, when Bell comes back, Archer's going off the team, I think. You think? Because yeah. we signed Todman. I don't think Todman's leaving. I think it's Archer that's going to leave. And I, think but we Archer, saw, I think we saw in this preseason that Archer is – he's just not 
the guy we thought he was going to I was just going to say, I was just ready to say before you said that, was that the guy we haven't talked about was Archer, and he could be that guy that you're looking for, you know, the third wide receiver, Haywood Bay, you know, some guy to do something special. I mean, we've been waiting for it. Now would be the time, especially if you think he's going to get cut. Hope he's listening. Yeah, well, yeah, this would be the, this would be the time, the optimal time. But they do list him as a wide receiver running back, so they do, yeah. Maybe he doesn't get shoved off due to another running back. Well, they got to cut. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have to cut somebody during Bell back. I mean, maybe it's Todman. I, I would, I would kind of be surprised though. I would think it's gonna be Archer, but could you know. All right, so I think we all agree. We all agree here. New England is a loss, right? We start the year own one. Just can't. You can't beat Brady and uh, the Patriots in this environment. I mean, when we go through the whole schedule, which I think we're going to do now, yep. I think that we'll be willing to accept that. However, our official predictions for this game yeah, still are going to be different. They're still, yeah, still to, come. to come. Okay. Because right. we predict with our heart, not with our minds. That's right. Yeah. But, Joe, I think you agree here. Uh, New England is uh, probably a loss. Well, I mean, I just I, – that's what we've been saying is that, you know, if you just pay attention to the laws of physics and the – you know, and and the, and the you know the just the nature of the universe right now. There's no way the Steelers can win that game. So we're going to start the year own one. Let's go over. So let's, I'll explain how they can win the game later. Right. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So let's let's go down the schedule now. Let's let's talk about what it's going to take uh, for this team to make the playoffs, and uh, you know what the schedule looks like. So week two is a home game against San Francisco. Now San Francisco is a much different looking team than it was say, three years ago when they were in the Super Bowl, they have no one left from that defense, which I find insane. Three years later, not a single player who played in that Super Bowl still on that defense. Not zero. Um, you know, so they're, they're kind of a bad team, thought to be a bad team, and it should ideally be a win for the Steelers. But this is another game without Bell. This is another game without Bryant. I think, will we all feel comfortable in San Francisco here? I'm feeling comfortable with San Francisco. I, I think I think San Francisco um, has a front office that thinks it's a coaching staff, and um, they they just they're I think they're lost. I think they made a bet that is a big loser, and I think they're going to be one of the one of the worst few teams in the league this year, and for a while to come. So let and me ask I, you this: you know, and I think the Steelers may may not be a very good team. But I think um, I think they are going to beat the 49ers, and we're going to think that they're better than they are after that game. So, so be- after the Patriots game, we're going to think they're worse than they are, and after the 49ers game, we're going to think they're better than they are. Yeah, so that's after- kind of a thing Mike would. You know, so a- after I feel like I'm channeling my true. inner Mike. Yeah, after, that's like Coach uh, Noel used to say: "You're never as good as you think you are. You're not as bad as you as you think you are, or it feels whatever." So after so after Le'Veon suspension will be I think we go one and one is an acceptable record after Le'Veon suspension we go one and one without Le'Veon yeah right. I mean obviously if they lose to New England and then and then lay an egg against San Francisco man you know we're everyone's gonna be in an uproar yeah. and the only thing that we're gonna that's gonna save us is that Le'Veon's coming Le'Veon's back coming back yeah okay so then the next two games are without Bryant. Um, those two games are at St. Louis and Baltimore. Are we going to be okay if the Steelers are two and two without Bryant? Meaning we lose one. Well, of those because games. we're going to lose to Baltimore at home. Or no, no, this is that's got to have to be it's going to have to be a three and one coming out of there. By the way, uh, since we're talking schedule, we never really talked about the schedule like at large, and I want to just interject a quick observation that I made as I 
reviewed this schedule. Sure. Um, out of the first four weeks of the season, the Steelers have two Thursday night games, uh, one at the Patriots and one uh, against the Ravens in Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, and in the first eight weeks of the season, the Steelers play two division games, uh, Ravens at home and the Bengals at home. And then, uh, then they, then we have our remaining four, uh, out of the last eight games of the season, we have four division games. Uh, and, uh, uh, obviously, um, Three of them are on the road. Three of them are going to be on the road. Yeah. Well, the, well, the last three are on the road. What's crazy about our schedule, I mean, we'll get to weeks. Weeks 12 through 17, The I mean, Roger Goodell hates the Pittsburgh Steelers for that schedule. I mean, that schedule is atrocious. Um, hey, uh, I'm losing you. Losing me? No, I'm, we'll be all right. All right. Uh, okay, so coming out of the first four weeks, uh, we're 2-2. Two I mean, Two and two is acceptable, but I mean it should be three and one. Like Joe said, you should be able to go to St. Louis and win. Now, granted, on the road, you never know what can happen, and we don't really know how good St. Louis may be. They may be a lot better than we think. And uh, you know, if you lose to Baltimore at home, that's terrible. But um, but it's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, just mark it down. It's gonna happen. I don't know if that. I mean, I don't know. And then the two Thursday night games that Joe was talking about. I mean, the bad thing about Thursday night games is a short week, but week one doesn't really count as a short week, right? For this first Thursday, right? Night. Week one, yeah. Week one, you can't really count it as a uh, as a Thursday game. I mean, the traditional Thursday game, right? Because the the Thursday, the problem with the Thursday games is that you get no rest in between games. But with this one, you know, we're gonna be. You're coming off preseason where everyone gets their week off anyway. We, the last time we played was a week ago Thursday. So we'll be fine. Yeah, this should be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. And then you get the extra rest for week two, really. Yeah, we get yeah, you get ten days rest. You get ten days rest the other way. Um And where's so, San when is San Francisco playing? They're playing on Sunday? No, they for play week Monday. one? They play, they play Monday night and then yeah. they have to travel across the country yep. to play the Steelers in week two and we're coming off a of ten days rest. Yes. Right. That's not very fair. San Francisco should be a win. Well, they're a bad team anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't They matter. don't have playoff aspirations. We do. Um, all right, so 2-2. Two and two. Now, the, the, the rest of the schedule on the, you know, these, these next six are, are interesting because um, the next three, I think, are – the next three games are tough, and then the three after that maybe not so tough. So you have at San Diego, home for Arizona, at Kansas City, which, depending on how you feel about the NFL this year, is either sneaky hard or sneaky good – you know, sneaky easy, right? A lot of people think Arizona's going to fall back down to earth. A lot of people think Kansas City is going to fall back down to earth. Um, some people feel the opposite, though, right? How, how do you guys feel about those three? At San Diego, you know, it's a West Coast game. When they still never play good on West Coast, and that's Monday night. Then Arizona at home, then at Kansas City. Well, I, I mean, uh, Sam, out of those, you know, if you're going to say, well, which, which is the one? The Chargers is the one we're going to lose. Uh, I would be pretty disappointed if we lost to the Cardinals, and then uh, you know, the Steelers, um, you know, I watched the Steelers play the Chiefs. Interesting story about that one. The Steelers worked the Chiefs uh, last season. And I, was that in Pittsburgh? I guess Yeah, we was. were in Pittsburgh, yep. Yeah, I worked them pretty good um, last yeah. year. And that was one of our best defensive I, performances. I watched that with the with several other Steeler fans uh, in the middle of the ocean. That's right. Last year. Right, you were on a cruise. That was uh, very, it was very nice. So okay, so how do you feel? So those three games though is two and one out of those three games. 
Yeah, that's what's expected. I mean, I could see going to San Diego and losing because it's a long road trip. San Diego is a pretty good team. I think if they lost, I mean, they should beat Arizona. Arizona may be a pretty good team. Um, but if you go into Kansas City and lose, then I think that it's because we're not playing well at that point in the season. Right. You know, we're like a mediocre team and you don't know what can happen. Because I don't think Kansas City is that good of a team. Can I just jump in here? I mean, a teams with uh, great offenses and horrible defense, um, when they come up against a team that doesn't have a quarterback, um, and that is the Cardinals, did they get somebody, or is what's his name no, coming it's not back? Alex Smith. Who? Alex, Alex Smith. Okay. No, Cardinals. Okay. Cardinals so, are Chiefs. Oh, Cardinals. Are you talking about? You're talking about Cardinals or Chiefs? Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals are Carson Palmer. No, no, they're bad. Oh, he's back. Okay. All right, so we may we may have a little bit of may, may have a little bit of challenge there, uh, but uh, any team that doesn't have a quarterback that can put up some points, they got no they got no shot against the Steelers' offense when it's got all when if if our guys are all there and we're and they're ready to play, then then there's no you can't you're not going to have you're not going to have some no name quarterback you never heard of who's not not thrown uh, a couple touchdown passes in the NFL yet. That guy, there's not a chance. They have no chance. Yeah. Well, the Steelers' defense has the knack of making those guys look good. Well, sometimes. But, but they shouldn't be able to keep up with Ben. Not, not that, that's exactly it, Mike. Yeah. They might, they'll look better than they are because you know, it's it's a sad thing. But the problem is that you got to you got to be able to put the ball on target, find the guy, even though you're playing against a, a, a defense is not that good. Um, you can't keep up with the, you know, with a team that's going to put up 30, 40 points on you. Just um, don't look just, at the, uh, don't look at the Tampa Bay Bucks game from last year. It don't, don't. Listen, there was, was the Bucks 30 game. Games? There was the Jets game. There was the the Browns game in, in Cleveland. There was a lot of crappy games and that, and those are inexplicable. And that, yeah, that is a, that's a phenomenon. I guess we, we didn't see it anymore after that. It didn't happen again in the second half. Of the season, the offense Saints game was the closest you could say. The Saints game, yeah. Wait, did did we get blown out by the Browns in Cleveland last yeah, year? Yeah, we got rolled. Oh my god, yeah, we absolutely did. rolled. Yeah, yeah, and then after that, we were going to lose to the Texans. We were going to lose to the Texans, and the season over. Season over, market zero. Like it's you know, um, that was saved the season game. Yeah. So, okay, so out of those, so, okay, so what we talk about now is potentially two good. and two, and then two and one, and then and then another three and one here. Or, uh, two and one. Two and one. Right. Well, two, 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 and two and two. Where'd you get two and two from? The first. We're gonna four. lose to the Ravens at home. Or San or St. Louis on the road. I mean, I, no, I think that no, could go no, either way. No, I don't agree with that. Well, let, let's just say two and two or three and one right now, and two see two where it ends up. Two. Right. And then we're two and one out of these two games, out of these three. So we're either five and two or uh, four and three. If five and two is okay. Four and three is horrible. Four and three is bad, right? Because now your next three games, and your next three games are all at home, but they're Cincinnati, Oakland, Cleveland, two division games, including Cincinnati, who, you know, they're probably the most formidable opponent out of those three. Um, but I think you have to go three and oh in these games. And then you go, that takes you into the bye week. And into the bye week, I think this team, the lowest we can be going into the bye week, after playing 10 games, ooh, I mean, seven and three, to me, if you're worse than seven and three, it's, it, you, you risk not making the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, because kind of the, the whole first part of the season is kind of patty. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. Well, it gets tougher after that. Beat. It's not the second half of the season. <laughs> the first well, half of the I season mean, is okay. Seahawks, Colts, Seahawks, Colts, Bengals on the road, Broncos, Ravens on the road, even the Browns on the road. Uh, hey, here's the problem. Almighty. 
here's the problem with those three games before the bye week is that to go three and zero, if you beat Cincinnati in the first game, you're going to be really high, right? Right. Oh, we just we just beat division rival, probably beat them pretty good. We're all high on ourselves. Then you got Oakland and Cleveland next. You, you can't have the letdown. You cannot have the letdown. No, you and can't have letdown games at home games at all this year. You can only lose games you're expected to, unless you're gonna, unless this team's gonna like beat New England. Like if they beat New England on Thursday, then I'll allow the like crazy what the hell are we doing against Oakland loss, right? But that means that you have to have beaten someone you weren't supposed to beat. It really ought to be eight and two by the time they come out of that tenth game. Yeah, that's really what Could the be. team ought to be. Eight I mean, and two would be would be great. Eight and two because it's gonna get ugly after that. It gets uh, I mean, yeah. eight and two means we could be on the way to the Super Bowl. Seven and three, we should make the playoffs. Six and four, that means that that the defense is killing us. It's killing, it's killing us. Yeah, it's and we us. just got to try to hope the bye week helps turn it around and do something and scrap to make the playoffs. It's gonna happen, and it is scrap because these games are insane. At Seattle, the toughest place in football to play. Then Indy at home. A week we rolled them last year, right? I mean, you know, remember we rolled Indy last year, but still, yeah. that's a tough game. And they're going to remember that. Yeah. At Cincinnati, uh, you know, and we, you know, we swept Cincinnati last year, but they always play us tough. Um, and Denver at home, no one wants to play Peyton Manning, especially with this defense. Flacco on the road in a night game. I hate that game. I mean, the scheduling of this is so bad. Second to last game, we're going to play Flacco on the road. So if, if we are coming into that game, you know, needing a win for a playoff spot, we have to go to Flacco's house and beat him, where we never beat him. We've beaten him there before. Didn't we beat him there like a 13-9 to 9 or something on a Sunday night? Yeah, and when we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. This is crazy. I know, Joe, you pointed out earlier, but three road division games in the last four weeks? In the last four weeks. I mean, has that ever happened to any team ever? I don't know. It's insane, though. That's crazy. It's like the division The division is going to be told by how the Steelers – I mean, assuming we're still in it. But if we are, then we have to face every division opponent uh, at, on the road. Sequentially, with a, with Denver thrown in for good measure, it's it's. I do like that they end. We end with Cleveland a lot, in yeah. Many seasons, but this is at Cleveland, and we just got done talking about getting blown out there last year. Well, that won't happen this year. And Hoyer, I mean, it was a little bit. They've regressed certainly from last year. Well, hopefully they've regressed. Um, so hopefully not as bad. But yeah, I mean, look. So we're, okay, so, so well, let's talk about what these six games look like record wise. Right? You, I mean, Seattle, guys, you chalk that for a loss, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're counting wins and losses. Yeah. And then uh, Indy, I don't even know what to do with Indy. I mean, I'd say between Indy and Denver, you're going to win one, lose one. Right. I mean, that's probably hopefully, right? Right. So, we, okay. So, yeah. So, we've, we've chalked two losses up to these six. And then Denver, Cincinnati on the road, you're going to lose one of those too, right? Um, who'd you say, Baltimore, Cincinnati? Baltimore, Cincinnati on the road. You got you're gonna lose, let's say you lose one, one of those, those yeah, two. yeah. Okay, so now out of these three, you've got three losses. So which means at best you're going three and three down the stretch. Three and three down the stretch, where I like to go, you know, like a four and zero or a right. five and one. Right. That's I, tough. I just think you know if you if you go into the bye week at six and four, worst case scenario six and four, then you're you're looking at nine and seven. You're looking at not making the playoffs. And if you're and if you're seven and three, then you're looking at ten and six, and ten and six doesn't always get you in. Ten and six means you're you're clawing, right? The beginning of the season is really really important, and what sucks about it is that we don't have our we're not going to be playing at full strength until week five. Until week five, we don't have full strength, and then and then by week nine we might get pouncy back. And God forbid any other injuries happen on that offense. 
This is a kind of tough schedule when you really look it's at the it. Top, it's actually the top. So I just started thinking, do you think teams should just like tank it for one season, get a good draft pick, you get an easy schedule, and then you're ready for the next season to win the Super Bowl? Boom, boom. You tank it again, and you reset. You got Every it. other year, you go for the Super Bowl. Mike, you might really like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they do? Yeah, that's exactly how it works in basketball. Joe, what do you think about these last six games? Is three and three acceptable? Well, neat thing about the the, the neat thing about the end of the season, the, the neat thing about the end of the season, uh, three and three is you know whatever. It's like okay, fine. Uh, but um, no, the neat thing about the end of the season is that if the Steelers if the Steelers get their act together in the first half of the season. And then come up against all these, all these what look like tough games now, but that could change as the season, you know, because teams teams change quick in the NFL now. Their fortunes switch from one season to the next. Yeah, pretty fast. But if it if it plays out the way it looks right now, and the Steelers do well in that in that run where they maybe out of those last six games they're five and one, uh, then then you're looking at a team that that's gonna that's gonna go deep into the playoffs and and maybe make a Super Bowl run. Um, so that's what's neat about about a rough a rough schedule like that, especially with it coming at the end. Is it's time to play up. So the Steelers will they will start they will know that. I mean, it's not lost on the Steelers coaches or the players. Look at the end of the season um, and what we're up against. They, if they're ready for it and they, and they and they do well in that, they will be, have been playing playoff caliber football and a, with a playoff mentality. Since, since their 11th game of the season. So they'll have six games going into the playoffs with that kind of mentality. It's us against the world. We have to do this. Every single week is another, another uh, you know, who's who of the best teams in the league, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, so that's like, what's good about it is uh, there's no fake in it. No. No, you're, we're, yeah, we're not going to just, uh, you know, remember last year we kept talking about the being the good bad team? We were going to be the, the good bad team at the end. Uh, didn't end up being the case. But we had that kind of schedule, right? Where we could get away with losing to all the good teams, and just as long as we beat the bad teams, fine. We just, you know, we will ourselves into the playoffs. This year it's the opposite, right? You know, it's either, you know, you, you can't fake it. You just, you got to play up in every game because if you start losing against the bad teams, then you know you have you've no reprieve this year. Those you get into that bye week, come out of that bye week, and it is just the who's who of playoff teams from week eleven or from week twelve on. Um, and you know, and, and I and so it it just it to me it's it goes back to the importance of these early games. Isn't that what happened to us a couple of years ago, where we lost to a couple of bad teams and we did not make the playoffs because of it, and we yep. were hoping a Kansas City Chief field goal kicker could make yep. a field goal? Well, that was yeah. Well, we lost yep. the first four games that year. Yeah, we we went zero and four. Yeah, remember we were zero and four. We lost to like uh, what was the first four games that year? God, they were all bad. Oh, that's right. It was the Tennessee loss, which is one of the. The most yeah, that was the losses. one I talked about earlier. Yeah. Oh, that was the season it. started with a opening kickoff to the season was a two point play for the Steelers, and then it was downhill from there. Yeah. Then we lose to then week two we get blown out by Andy Dalton and the Bengals on the road. Oh on my Sunday gosh. Night. Then yeah, we lose to the Bears, and Jay Cutler lights us up. Then we go to London and we play Minnesota. Oh yeah. In a game where we had it. We had it, and then we just somehow we snatched the defeat from victory. And we looked like we had no interest in playing that game. Boom, we were on four. Yeah, Adrian Peterson ran all over us. Hey, I want to say something about this stretch after the bye week. Okay, yeah. There's uh, five games. I'll say them real quick: Seattle, Indy, Cincinnati, Denver, Baltimore. Those are five star matchups. And what did Coach Tomlin say? Yeah. 
five, six years ago, five 2008. Matchup. And why in. is it a five-star matchup? That's right, because we're, we're in it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Who do we play before that and after that? We play the Cleveland Browns. So you know what we're going to call this stretch of the schedule? That's right. We're going to call it the Brownie Sandwich. <laughs> How do you like that? Oh, I like it. I'm in it. <laughs> I don't want to eat a brownie sandwich. It's the brownie sandwich part of our schedule, man. we got to get in there and tear it up. See, yeah, for me, I'm not even looking at – like those five games are, are, are insane, and, and I don't know. But to me, the most important games in this year are Cleveland, Cleveland, Oakland, Kansas City, Arizona, St. Louis, San Francisco. All of That's, those games I just mentioned. That's seven games. Seven games. All of those games were better than we're better than the other team. So what do you accept? Do you accept six and one in those seven? No, because of you the rest of the schedule, you have to. You have to be seven and zero. Oh you can't. Games. You're not going to be seven and zero oh in those. Have to. You know what I mean? They don't have a choice. You can't. The rest of the games, the nine other games in your schedule, are insane. They're insane. You have Baltimore on Thursday night. We never play Baltimore well anyway. Uh, well, we, uh, on Thursday night, we definitely don't. Um, but we never blow out Baltimore. Well, I guess we did blow out Baltimore last so you, time. Yeah. You could be a good team. You could be a good team and go 5-2 and two in those seven games you mentioned, and then the other nine were against hard teams, playoff teams. You can go 5-4 and four in those and be a good team, get 10-6 and six and make the playoffs and go on a run. But you're right in that you may not make the playoffs at 10-6. and 10-6, and you're fighting at that point. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to go 5-2 and two in those seven, then you have to go, what, 6-3 um, and three in the other nine. So it's easier to go five and four in the hard games than like six and one in the easy games. Right. Well, all right. We laid it all out for the coaches. They just have to do what we're telling them to do. So I think so. Let's let's see. Let's just say this about that. Right. Is it all the whole thing becomes a lot easier if we win on Thursday night. And I'll go to you two on this one because I'm going to I'll do my prediction right now. We're going to lose this game by a lot. We're going to lose like 40 to 10. Okay, that's my prediction. 40 to 10 Steelers lose. But. This whole schedule gets a lot easier if we win on Thursday. And so, Mike, I will ask you, how do the Steelers win this game on Thursday? Mm. Well, as I mentioned, it, you, we win because Brady comes out and gets a little frustrated. He's, not, he's just not in sync all the time. Uh, we win because we figure out how to shut down or slow down Gronk. And, you know, and, and we have those visions of Brady getting frustrated with his young receivers that don't have a rapport with him yet. We win because Wheaton goes off and and we get excited about some other wide receiver that we didn't think was going to have a great game. And Antonio Brown has a great game. D'Angelo Hall does just fine. And probably the stuff that I always forget about is that, you know, Ben has time to throw and the defensive line's getting pressure. You know, we're winning the trenches. Um, and then we win because of, uh, you know, maybe dumb luck or some. Weird turnovers. How about, uh, did anyone think about this? And I'm half serious about this. I know the Super Bowl is already played, but maybe Brady can't throw a ball that's fully pumped. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we learned that. Maybe. <laughs> so I'm sure they were pumped during the Super Bowl, and, uh, and they won the game. So anyway, um, I'm going to predict a weird score. I wonder if the, I'm kind of wondering if the two-point conversion is going to really come into play in these regular season games the way it has in the preseason games. So I want to pick a weird score, high-scoring game, like uh, 32 to 29 Steelers. Like that. I like that. Does Scobie come into play here? Scobie kicking a last-second field goal? Um, no, I don't think so. 
how, how are we going to win? Let me think about how we're going to win it so I can guarantee what's not going to happen. <laughs> great, great. At least you didn't break the William Gay pick six. That might not still happen. Joe, what about you? How do the Steelers, how do the Steelers beat the New England Patriots? Okay, so we've already said that the natural laws of the universe, you know, are stacked against the Steelers in this game. They prevent uh, all, all of that, all of those things, but this is a Thursday night game. We've already said that. So um, let's just do a quick recap there. Uh, and so, you know, you look at this game and conventional wisdom says, hey, the Patriots are probably going to put up something like 50 points and the Steelers offense is not going to, you know, they're not going to not show up and only score 10 points like somebody on this podcast just said. Uh, but uh, they'll probably score in the 20s, 25, 20, you know, so you might say, you know, the, the, somewhere around 50 points for the Patriots and somewhere around 25 points for the Steelers. That's what you might think. But if you've been a, an astute listener to this podcast, then you knew a week ahead of time before this day, you knew because someone on this podcast who was who was rudely laughed at and interrupted uh, and ridiculed by his by his fellow podcaster, uh, reminded you that early in the season, the Patriots always start slow. And, uh, and, uh, and this is early in the season. It's the first game of the season. And why is it that the Steelers or the, the Patriots always start slow in a season, said this person on the podcast only a week ago? Uh, and that is because they don't have a lot of a lot of film, a lot of spying on the other teams. They haven't, they haven't got that information yet, and so they can't inexplicably understand what the other team is doing when they audible and when they call plays. And they just don't have any of that yet, and so they're not really the Patriots of the postseason and the and late in the season when you really need those wins. They just don't have enough information yet. Uh, and as we know now, there's some 40-something games that these guys had film on. And this is going back 10 years. So, God, they must have 400 uh, uh, films by now. Uh, so, uh, another problem is that there's no film on a Butler-led Steeler defense. So, uh, you know, yeah, but, so none of that's going to come into play. Uh and uh, and so what I'm going to predict is is that because the Patriots, uh, you know, the spotlight is on them. Uh, everybody knows that their dynasty is, you know, it's a joke. Uh, and um, and so pissed off as they may be, uh, without their information, with it, with the, the the light of truth shining on them now. Um, and the, and the 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 oddities that happen on Thursday nights. Uh, what you think is going to happen is not going to happen. And what is going to happen is this this Butler uh, this Butler driven defense is going to achieve five turnovers. And the Steelers' offense is the one that's going to put up all the points. And the Patriots fans and their and their and their and their their their, their evil coach and their evil front office are going to go home crying. Uh, and we're going to be looking at a score, something around 40 points the Steelers will lay on the Patriots. Wow. To their maybe maybe, maybe 17 points for the, for the Patriots. And that's how it will happen. It will be all this defense, all these turnovers, all of this crazy stuff uh, um, will happen because it's Thursday night and because the, the Patriots have been exposed. I like it. I want to believe Hey, I'll give you a reason to believe. You know how I like to go through, uh, look at the scores from week one last year to see what's a mirage and what's not. Well, get this. The Patriots, this is to um, emphasize Joe's point. 
the Patriots were beating the Dolphins in week one at halftime, 20 to 10. And guess what that score ended up at? It was in, it was in Miami, 33 to 20 Dolphins win. Yep. And so if we're losing at halftime, no, there's still hope. Not over. I mean, you know, kind of a slow start for the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. Look, Mike and I watched that game the other day. It gave me a lot of hope. It gave me a lot more hope than I had previous because that team in 2000 and uh, whatever it was, 2013, was not as good as this team. Um, you know, they started their own four. They were just, you know, completely disinterested at times. Um, and they came out in that game, and they didn't look good, right? They were down 14 nothing, but they got right back in it. They ended up tying the game at 24 Um you know, it was a much, much closer game, a much more competitive game. They were able to throw all over this team. Le'Veon had a great game, although Le'Veon won't be able to play in this one. Um, but it did give me, you know, it, it definitely changed the way I think about this game a little bit, a little bit. Ben had 400 yards in that game. Um, but I just don't know how this team, if this were, if we were playing straight up, if this were Le'Veon and Bryant, I still might say the Steelers lose just because it's, we're p- pissed off Brady and it's, you know, it's, we're playing the Super Bowl champs and their home opener, and no one ever wins that game. It's just too much going against you. But I think it would be, co- I would think it would be a competitive game, and you know, we we'd be in it. But without those guys, you know, I just think those guys mean too much to this team. I think too much of too much of what we think about this team revolves around Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant, because because Bell is the heart of the offense, and Bryant is the Bryant is the X factor. Bryant is the guy who once he's on the field, well, now you, it's a pick your poison offense. It's not pick your poison anymore now. Right? It's if you want to run with D'Angelo Williams, sure, go ahead and run with him. Try, right? And and as far as throwing the ball, as soon as Ben drops back to pass, everyone cover Brown, and who else can beat you, right? Um, and you know, as a Steeler fan, I think that should scare you a little bit because you don't have the other. It's just it's just not not a complete offense without those other guys. I think every everything you say there is true. So the equalizer is either Brady's not on, or our defense is much better than what we're giving them credit to be or yeah. what we've seen in the preseason. God, what I, I would just, I mean, I will love it if the defense comes out and plays well and shuts Brady down and he gets mad and he's throwing interceptions. I mean, just, I want yeah, it to I think, Yeah, I'd rather see a 22 to 19 game, but let me get back to my score. So basically we are going to get some, it's going to go 29, 29, go into overtime. We're going to get some funky turnover and uh, Scobie's going to come in and win it. 32, 29. All right. I, if, Write it down here. I just want you to know that if... Um, Thank God there'll be no overtime. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I just want you to know that... I'm going to get one right one of these days. If Scobie misses the game-winning kick now, you know, eh, just saying. Like, I'm not saying it's your fault, it's a, Mike, mm-hmm. but, I'm, but I am saying that you have a history of making things not happen. So. <laughs> yeah, but I, it doesn't mean the opposite happens, though. I don't have a history of that. Right, that's right? true. You're right. No, you're right. It just it just doesn't happen that I way. I say Shazier's going to get an interception touchdown. Right. Okay, it hasn't happened yet, right? Well, no one's pretty – you know, Shazier's an interesting prospect because he actually had a pretty decent preseason. In fact, he had a really good preseason. Yeah. You know? Um, and no one's talking about him because everyone wants to just talk about how bad the defense is. And I'm with them, right? I'm with them. The defense does look bad. But you get a, you get a bright spot like that, like Timmons and Shazier now. Okay, now you have the building blocks of something, right? Plus, plus the D-line, like – yeah, I don't know. So there's there's things there's a core of this defense that I can I can start to believe in, but I need to see it first. So if what you guys are saying and the defense plays well and Brady's shut down and everything, 
Oh, I'm going to buy in on this defense. I mean, I'm going to be the biggest defense fanboy you've ever seen. But I need to see it first. I need to see it first. Would you rather win the game and, you know, just have a nice team defense? Or would you rather lose the game and have everybody talking, you know, national media talking about, oh, my gosh, who the hell is that guy the Steelers have on defense? Where did he come from? Whether it be whoever it may be. Here's the problem. So, like, when you said that, my brain yeah. immediately just goes, but how did we lose? <laughs> Who's he talking about? Oh, how do we lose? <laughs> like, if that happens, right, if there's some defensive player where everyone's just like, holy cow, I don't know how. My brain won't let the Steelers lose that game. Like, I don't see how we lose. So, I just think offensively, like, you know, I look, I, I think we're only going to have 10 points because I think it's, we're going to get behind early and it's just going to kind of snowball um, and it just gets worse and worse from there. Um, but if Brady's doing bad, you know, we can start to put together offensive drives that don't have to look like, you know, Ben uh, back to pass 40 times, right? We can have an offensive series of, you know, D'Angelo a little bit here, throw a little, throw a little wide receiver screen to Brown, work in Wheaton on like an end around, you know, um, throw the D'Angelo out of the backfield. Like you can look like a normal offense Yeah. if we're if the defense is playing well. But if we're down 14 nothing early, then it's just going to be, you know, I, I think this. I think Brown and Ben are so good that if it comes to it, Ben can force the ball to Brown the entire game just about. And Brown is so good that he can get open. Even if they key on him, I think he can still get open. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right. Well, uh, you guys want to do around, any, any around the NFL you want to talk about? We, we probably just need to do our uh, Super Bowl picks. Oh, oh, Super Bowl. like Yeah, yeah, like league Super Bowl picks. Like the league. Yeah, cool. and I guess and I guess we should probably talk about how far we think the Steelers are going to go into the playoffs, okay. being that it's this is before week one. Okay, can I? I, I need to, I guess I need time to decide what I even think about who's going to make the Super Bowl from the AFC. Because I don't think it's going to be All the right. Steelers, but I also don't think it's going to be the Patriots. And I don't think it's going to be the Broncos either, and I don't want it to be the Colts. Well, you you only have so many teams left, so you keep thinking. Oh, I have it, and I hate Joe, it. Joe, do you want to give a uh, Super Bowl pick? Or, Joe, how far do you think the Steelers are going to get and then give your Super Bowl pick? And it might be all the same. Joe, are you there? We might have lost Joe. Oh, it's so, it's so hard to tell. Can you hear mute? me? Yeah, we got Hello? you now. Yeah, you're good. Um, so, I, And it's hard to tell, man. I, I don't know. You surprised me with this one. I don't really have a, a feeling for this season i mean all you can do is go from you know who was who was kind of in there and hot last year so it seems like the teams that are on the rise or the colts are on the rise so that's kind of like the obvious pick for the um uh for the afc and then for the nfc um uh, you know if uh, i'm if it weren't for jordy nelson i might have picked the packers yeah I think uh, so. Okay, so I, 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 if you guys are and uh, the, Joe's breaking up. Yeah, I, Joe is. He's on. They've even picked the Cowboys if they hadn't switched things around so much there. But I don't. I'm not really a believer in the Cowboys. Yeah, go ahead then. Okay, yeah. So I, I have. Okay, so in the AFC. First of all, we'll start with the Steelers, right? I think they go 11 and five. Um, I think. Uh, I think the Steelers offensively, by the time this thing kicks into gear, we're we are going to be overpowering teams. Uh, and and I think what can happen, hopefully at the same time, is that defensively starts to find some sort of rhythm as the offense kicks into gear, and hopefully the the record isn't too bad at 10 minutes. But the schedule is very, very difficult this year. 
I think 11-5 and five is probably our ceiling, to be honest, as far as our record goes, um, just because of how difficult the schedule is and, and you know, we're kind of playing from behind as far as a roster goes. Um, I don't think Steelers can make the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think this defense can last. You know, I still believe in defense wins championships. You're not going to take that away from me. Uh, and, I, and I think that it is still a defensive run league. And I think the Super Bowl this year, I think if you're looking at the AFC, I don't think that there are a lot of sleeper teams out there, right? I think a lot of teams, you know, want to say that, um, you know, the Patriots are going to be good again. The Colts are the team of the year, right? And then, you know, the Ravens, um, it's, just, it's the same old guard. I think there is one sleeper team from the AFC that I don't think anyone's looking at. They have a cupcake schedule. They didn't lose anybody from last year. Um, and, you know, they're really a team on the rise. They should have made the playoffs last year. So I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins, and I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins do it all. I, th- I think they, I think that they, they don't win the division, but I think they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think they're going to win it, but I think Miami is the team out of the AFC that no one is thinking about. They have an absolutely loaded defense. They were great on defense last year. They won. They lost so many games close at the end um, that you know it's it's hard to to believe they're going to do the same thing again. I don't like their coach, but. I do like their team. I like, you know, Tannehill play, has been playing well. They have a good receiving core, and their defense is just loaded. And the AFC is not exactly, you know, the who's who. In the in the NFC, I like Joe said, I think it's tough, right? You know, I would have said the Packers as well if it weren't for Jordy Nelson going down. I, I like the Cowboys again. I think the Eagles are going to be good. Um, I don't think the Giants are going to be as bad as everybody thinks they're going to be. Um, you know, and then you always, and then of course it's going to be the Seahawks again. And I can't until the Seahawks lose in the playoffs. Uh, in the NFC playoffs, I'm going to have to predict them again. You know, they were a play away from being back-to-back champs. Um, in fact, if they just freaking run the ball, they would have been back-to-back champs. We would have to hear about the Patriots. In fact, we wouldn't be playing this game on Thursday if they had just handed the ball off. So a trickle-down effect there of Marshawn Lynch not getting the handoff to Steelers or 0-1, which I don't like. Uh, but I think it's Seahawks-Dolphins in the Super Bowl, and that's, that's where I am. Mike, what about you? Did we lose Mike? Who is everybody? No, I'm here. I'm okay. Here. I'm, I'm trying to look them up because I forgot one thing, but... Oh, you're looking up your predictions? Yeah. Gotcha. Give me one second. Joe, do you have do you have your predictions for the... Oh, did you not hear earlier? You had... Oh, I heard... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Steelers from the AFC and then NFC was... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who I like in the NFC at this point because, you know... Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the with the Packers. I don't know what's going to happen with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I you know I, the Seahawks. I mean, I I you know I hear what you're saying. I mean, they they've dominated the NFC playoffs but I I'm not really a believer in in, in them either. I don't know if they're going to be as good as as they've been. Um, I don't. I think it's 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 more open than you think in that league. It um, is the NFC. The I, NFC I don't is really tough. have a. I don't really have a favorite coming out of. That. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Packers again. Maybe I'm back to the Packers. Yeah, I and mean, they're 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 as just a sexy pick as anyone in the NFC because they're you know, they're loaded. That's who you had last year, Joe. I think you had the Steelers over the Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really pick the Steelers from the AFC. <laughs> uh, His connection is really bad. <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> great, though. Why is that funny? <laughs> what happened? 
you're, when you listen back to yourself, it's, trust me, it's great. You have this, like, because, because you're, <laughs> no, it bad. sounds like you're in, it sounds like you're in the car with Blunt and Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like more robot, though. It's like a robot version of Joe, who can't, he's like, <laughs> all right, we got to get this podcast back on track. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. All right, I'm going to go on my predictions here. All right. All right, so I got, uh, I have the Steelers winning our division at 11 and 5 and being like the third seed in the playoffs. Sure. Uh, behind the Colts and the Patriots, or Patriots number one, Colts number two. And is that how I did it? Yeah. No, wait. Actually, I don't remember now. Uh-oh. And I just it up. But anyway, we beat the, we beat the Colts in the uh, championship game. Okay. Go on to the Super Bowl. We beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. Nice. Packers beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Like that. All right. So there you have it. All right. And uh, okay. So you've got okay. So you've got Steelers over Packers. Joe also has Steelers over Packers, and I have Seahawks over Dolphins. The, over Dolphins. I, yeah, it's the left. That's field a nice pick. Of the century. It's hard that? to find it. It's hard to find a sneaky team. Yeah. And I do have Dolphins making the playoffs. Yeah, because I I think they are going to be better, like you said. But to make a run in the playoffs, that or to the Super Bowl, that's good. Well, I mean, they would have you. Yeah. They would. Have, I mean, the, the thing is, they have such a cupcake schedule. Um, I mean, their first four games are just it's Washington, Jacksonville, Buffalo, New York. I mean, just and then and then it's Tennessee, Houston after after the bye week. Their bye week, and they're just well, you know they don't play anybody. Um, but I mean, you know, I think as far as making the playoff run this year, you know. Um, Look, it's pro- the Patriots are always going to be a tough out, but the Dolphins play them well, right? So I think if the Dolphins can play the Patriots in the playoffs, I don't think the Dolphins are afraid to go to New England, right? I mean, they, you know, they play the Patriots, and they can't play the Patriots tough wherever. And then from there, you know, you've got, you got to beat us, right? And I mean, it's, you know, not, not hard to beat us, just score. And then Indy, I'm not, a, I'm not a, look, I'm not a believer in Indy in the playoffs, right? I think that when they play good teams in the playoffs, they get worked. But they've been able to, in the playoffs, be, play these teams that are just subpar. Um, you know, they've, they've gotten by. Cincinnati. By, yeah, by playing Cincinnati, by playing, uh, you know, they, they played Peyton Manning on one leg last year. Like, they just, you know, they haven't played uh, an impressive team in the playoffs. I'm not impressed by them yet. So, um, that's where I am. Joe, are you, are you, uh, are you back? <laughs> well, I'm here. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me, though. You get, no, you're, you came in loud and clear on that one. All right. Any any closing thoughts before we uh, before we wrap this thing up about the 2015 season? I think it's going to be. I'll say this about about the season coming up. I think it's I think it's a lot more interesting to me where this team ends up because whereas normally with, within a season, right, we normally have like a normal fluctuation of like, well, they could be like you know 11 and five, or they could be eight and eight, right? But there's like a three game fluctuation there. I think this team this year. I can go anywhere. I, you could convince me we win 12 games where, like, you know, offense is the best in the NFL, and the defense comes together, and it's like, wow, we're great. But I think you could you could convince me the other way, where we just go totally opposite, and we're like 5-11. and I mean, I could see this team being 5-11 and 11 this year. I, I mean, you know, the, this defense could be bad enough, and offensively, if we have any if any sort of injury to Brown goes down, and then we don't, and we don't have Bell, and we don't have Bryant, right? And those first four games just start off awfully. I, I could see this thing, the wheels completely falling off this team. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's hard to imagine on the offensive side, but I know what you mean. You never know. I'm sure a lot of teams can say the same thing, though. Yeah. 
Well, I heard. Okay, so I heard this. I, I, I want. Okay, let's let's have this one final conversation, then we'll, then we'll wrap it up because we haven't. We've only gone like an hour. Um, I heard. So Grantland did an NFC North or AFC North preview, and they got to the Steelers, and they said a very interesting thing. They said, "Look, the Steelers were the, one of the most healthy teams in the NFL last year, which we were because our offense basically had no injury last year, right?" Um, and they said, you know, look, injury bugs hit teams all the time. And, like, if the Steelers have another bad injury thing, right, their offensive line didn't get hurt at all last year. If they if they get hit this year, they're going to be bad. And then they went through a wide receivers. And they said the following statement, which I was really taken aback by. They said, if Antonio Brown gets hurt, they have the worst wide receiving core in football. Which, to me, I, I just find that, that statement to be absolutely off the wall crazy. But, um, I don't know, what do you guys think? Are, are Whedon, Whedon and Bryant, to me, aren't they're, – look, they're not the two best receivers in football, but they're by no means the worst. They're uh, definitely not the, – go ahead. Well, what I get out of that is that they just – you know, that we don't have – we have compliments to Antonio Brown, but we don't have a – A one. We don't have another top guy. Right. And I, and I, I almost can agree with that because who do we have? I mean – you know, uh, Wheaton is not a top guy. He's he's a two or three guy. Bryant is a role player. He's not a he's not a guy that's going to carry the team. He's going to come in and ignite the team, um, but he's not going to carry the team. And without Brown, is he really a factor? Um, yeah. So I kind of get their point. It's one of the reasons uh, I hate. Yeah. I, it's why I hate throwing, and I hate this. You know, we don't play defense. We just throw the ball. That's what we do. I don't know. Come on. See, seeing that happen a lot of times doesn't really doesn't work. Doesn't work as good as you think. It's a lot of fun. It's flashy, but it's not real. Yeah, sometimes it, it doesn't work in the cold winter playoff games a lot. Um, I, I I definitely see the guy's point, and uh, th- those the receivers, Wheaton and Bryant, seem really good when they're mat- when they're uh, teamed up with Brown. With yeah, yeah. So as second, third receivers, they're great. But as one and two. Um, I see his point, but I wouldn't say worse than the NFL. I think that's kind of a stretch. And, uh, Joe, you said that Bryant, you know, can't carry the team. We haven't seen it yet, but I think this guy's ready to come into his own. And it wouldn't surprise me if he gets, you know, by midseason, he is a player that can carry the team. And I guess midseason for him may not be week eight, though. Maybe it has to be like week 10 or 11. That's still good enough, though. Oh, it'd be good timing, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think I do think that this the, the team changes when he gets back. I mean, I think I you know I don't want to say he's as big an impact as Bell is to the offense, but um, with you know him being suspended for four games is, is extremely significant to the to the way the offense is going to play in this season as a whole. All right, uh, all right, that's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountry.net. That is brand new, launching on Thursday. So if you're listening to this. And it's Thursday. Check it out. Uh, brand new website. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. Uh, we're going to be doing, oh, we're going to be doing Periscope this year. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you'll also get a feed to our Periscope. Um, we're doing some Periscope uh, during the game. So if you want to hear live reaction, Steeler Country reaction to things happening during the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. That'll be on Periscope. Facebook is facebook.com slash Podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.